Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Phoenix, and you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm I'm clicking Jose. <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm Jose. We got two Jose's tonight. We got clicking Jose and regular Jose. Yes. I'm regular Jose. Hold on. <laughs> no, there's there's regular Jose. Uh. <laughs> So what's going on, guys? Back at it again, fresh off of a uh, Phoenix fan fusion. What a uh, crazy weekend, man! Episode one ninety nine, to say the least. It was an interesting weekend. Oh my god, the music! It was a very interesting, interesting weekend. What music, Jose? The fucking music that that they were playing at the con. I didn't hear any music at the convention. I didn't hear any music either. Yeah, Are you talking everybody about- clapped. When it turned off, it was oh, so loud. I don't know. I was too busy repping the podcast. What were you doing? I was at the con. Mm. So did you only go one day, Jose? No, I went Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Did you, so you do anything other than get your books signed and ruining your books? <laughs> I know what you did um, there. <laughs> I went to some panels. Um and then I bought some metal uh, straws. Wow, it sounds like fucking that was definitely <laughs> worth being there. <laughs> <laughs> that was worth all the hard work we put in every week for you to get a free pet pass to go buy some fucking straws. Dude, you beat me to it, Brian. I, I had like six things. I was like Rolodexing through my head of what I wanted to say. Out <laughs> of <laughs> like, all that, that was pretty straws. cool, though. This is the time I wish I had that the road already, so that way I could have a fucking clapping sound effect in there for when Jose's like, I bought some straws, so I can just have a no, fucking clapping sound effect. We, we need to play him out when he does stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you know well, like I, in, I didn't take long. You know, like in Family Guy where the. Yeah. That's only if I take long. I didn't take long. No. Um, what was your guys' overall thoughts? <sighs> Um, it sucked. It's not a Comic Con anymore, and it's not a you know. I don't think it deserves the right to be called a comic convention anymore. I don't think that's why it is. I think it's why it's called Phoenix Fan Fusion. It's called Phoenix Fan Fusion because he didn't want to get sued. Yeah. If he wasn't going to get sued, he he probably would never change the name. Probably but not. yeah, it's, it's it's not a comic book convention anymore. It, it's a vendor guest <laughs> vendor slash. Um, Celebrity con, yes. Yeah, it's it's definitely turned into the exact thing that comic people don't want. Yep. Um, I mean, we get that it has to make money. <laughs> everything's just way too expensive. I mean, I, I was looking at books. Some books were reasonable, were decent priced, but those were just really expensive books that they know that they have to price at, at the normal price in order to sell, right? Yeah, I think the cheapest was Ed Robertson. 
some of the other books were just so fucking expensive. It was oh, like, yeah. unreal. And that was everybody. And I get it. They, I mean, they, they don't want to lose money, but man, when it's almost double the cost of uh, what normal, you know, GPA or Facebook or eBay, Facebook, whatever you're selling it on. It's normal. That's about the normal cost and they double it. And it yep. drives me crazy. So, you know, you have to go out and search and, and with the other, you know, 2,000 people that are going to be there that weekend for stuff to, to you know, find hidden treasure and you're not going to find it anymore. Well, you might get lucky, you know, but it's not as fun as it used to be for me, at least. Um, I don't know. I, I've been – you guys know my thoughts on cons lately. They just, they've been slowly disappointing over the past, you know, two, three years so. Like I kept gravitating towards the, all the all the boxes, and uh, you know, and start digging through them. I found one box, and I pulled out. It was a, a, a Teen Titans forty four. Beat the shit. Yeah, sixty dollars. Oh my god! Like it was probably I would say like maybe maybe a six five. Wow. Like it was beat to shit and it had a price tag of sixty dollars on it. And I was like, fucking drop that motherfucker right back in the wherever I got it from. I, I got a funny story. Uh this guy was trying just to offload his books on the last day of the show. And uh the day before he had put everything as half price, and then I think like he just finally at the end of the day, you could tell he, I think it was a Phoenix card supply. So they were a baseball card shop, not a comic shop. So it looks like they just got some books and they figured they could sell them or something. And uh, by the last day, they just put everything as a dollar. So I got 50 books, 52 books. And he goes, $52. I go, we take 50. He goes, no. And I'm what? what? I almost felt like walking away. Um, just because I was just like, dude, I got a $50 bill. You, you're going to, yeah, that's fine. You're going to be the one breaking it or, you know, breaking another 50, whatever you want to, you know, over two bucks, whatever. But I, that was the perfect moment where I just went, man, this has really turned into um, something that I don't enjoy anymore. It's a hard realization I, that kind of happened. So I enjoyed it. There was there was there was a couple really oh, good things. I'm, I'm talking about comic book. I'm talking about comic book digging. Other than that, I really I mean, I, one of the most amazing things happened for me. Um, you guys all know about that. I was very lucky, and the guys, you know, really really did me a solid and got me an interview with um, you know one of my all time favorite creators. Um, and I talk about him a lot on the show, and that's Neil Adams. So you know, I can't say that it was a, it was a bad con because that happened. Dude. I mean, Um, in all honesty, that you were the only person in my mind to do that interview. When we had the interview offered to us, he took us over to his, her, you know, Neil's wife. And she was like, well, maybe we can do a phone interview. He doesn't do Skype. Yada. Yada. I was like, yeah, cool. Whatever. And he, she was like, all right, well, come on, let's go meet Neil. And we got there. He's like, you want to do the interview now? And I was like, um, she was like, the con's going to close. He's like, she's like, he's like, so what do you want to do the interview now? And I was like, no, uh, well, we'll wait. He was like, well, you guys can come back tomorrow if you want. I was like, yeah, we'll do tomorrow because the guy I want to do the interview, who's a huge fan, isn't with us right now. And that's who I really want to sit down with you and talk to you. And he was like, all right, that's that's fine. But he better bring good questions. Yeah, that kind of scared me. 
<laughs> and but Dude, he was he was real adamant about that. Like he you could tell he was like he was dead fucking serious. Yeah, he's I mean he's a no nonsense guy though. So Yep. And and I knew that. Everybody that's a fan of his and that knows who Neil Adams is, you know, just a little bit knows that that's you know what he's all about. So <laughs> um that was amazing. That was fucking cool as hell. Um, the other, the other thing that I really enjoyed, I enjoyed hanging out with my friends. I enjoyed hanging out with you guys. I enjoyed hanging out, um, with the other guys that we've met, um, you know, Corbin and Lance and, and seeing those guys, um, met a couple new guys that, uh, you know, the fireside chat guys that I'd never met them before. Um, I got to check out their podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing right now? <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Man. All I got to say is those dudes have the best podcast theme song intro yeah um you know i didn't get a chance i didn't get a chance to hang out on saturday just because i was so bummed out with how bad it was that i didn't even want to go saturday i think i taught on the on friday uh me and matt and lance um and tyler was that his name that was the first time i met tyler i think yeah yeah uh we went and got something to eat and I even, I was like, I'm, I don't think I'm coming back tomorrow. This is, this is just, just not uh, what I was hoping. Well, on the, on the Friday, speaking of that real quick, big shout out to uh yes. creator of the mall. Yes. And uh scout comics, Don Hanfield for hooking us up with, uh, I know you get the big $10 uh, sticker there, but, he actually hooked us up with the first issue of his comic, The Mall, for free. And nice. if, did you see where that just got optioned? No. Yeah. I mean, uh, how cool was that? He knew that that book was getting optioned. And, uh, you know, he handed us uh, uh, for each free copies, um, m- multiple books. He handed us each a couple books. And uh, that was really cool to talk to that dude. That dude's a really cool dude. Um, he's, he's in. Isn't there he, another comic called The Mall? No. I don't think so. I think what was is. that shark comic you bought, Brian? Uh, I'll go grab it here in a Battle second. Battle Shark or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I got that for uh, one of my buddies on um, Flipside. He's he buys sh- uh, shark <laughs> comics for his kids. So I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that out on another yeah. podcast. Redacted. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, like that was that was really cool, and that dude really kicks it at the low level he's in with he talks to a lot of the guys that are on the lower level and and he's just a cool dude and he's a fan he's a comic fan he's been you know here's throw out another podcast the impressible group um you know he's he's been on their show look at him just going through the list yeah 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 buddy here you yeah. go yeah well you know that's just that's just how i know him you know and uh, ryan's really getting into that community yeah Community. I'm going to throw about six more podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll keep going. Yeah. He needs to meet his quota. Well, that's why we were there, right? I mean, we were. Oh, no, that's exactly why we were there. Yeah. So, you know, we wanted, we were there to the meet him. Tingle. Yep. I just want to point out that Brian does not have a squirt right now. He is drinking a delicious ice cold Dr. Pepper. Yes, sir. The cherry one or the regular one? Oh, cherry, bro. You don't fuck around with Dr. Pepper. It's so good. Yeah. But. But, but yeah, no. So where did it get optioned? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I just Miramax. Saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those Miramax classic really films. <laughs> yeah, like the Crying Game. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and it, it's a really good idea. I mean, it's it's about basically like you know, like it's kind of like mob influenced, and and it's it's just a really cool book. Um, and it's really cool to see a lot of these uh, independent books getting optioned left and right, more than we've ever seen. Um, you know, the the popularity of Umbrella Academy and you know what that did really has opened up the, the doors for a lot of these non-image. Uh, books to get optioned and actually see it towards the end, you know, see it, uh, a filmed finished product. So the keyboard sucks. Jose. Um, another book that just got, uh, that just, I mean, that we've kind of known about, but we just saw the trailer was the kitchen, right? That, that was a, was a comic that has been out for a while. Um, that's so if, if any of you guys out there got that book, throw it up on eBay. So, yeah, but it, I mean, we had a nice conversation with him, and it was cool that he he pretty much said the same thing we've been saying all along: is that for a comic con, there really wasn't very much comic representation. Yeah, and he was like, "I walked this entire convention. And there's like shit for comics." And I was like, "Yep." Yeah, it was sad. It was really sad. And 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 I think Matt, you might have brought this up. They did something weird where they didn't have the artist alley, and you have like these artists speckled in between these, you know, shirt dealers and print dealers, and everyone yeah. a comic guy. That was super annoying to me. So so instead of normally like where they have like the so they usually have an artist alley, and at the end of the hall, at the very end of the hall, like the 1900s, that's usually where like all the the knickknack dealers are like the, the jewelry dealers and stuff like that. But now this year it was like artist jewelry dealer, artist knickknack dealer, artist jewelry dealer. So it was like, it was like artist and vendor, artist, vendor, artist, vendor. And the artist Allen, it made it super hard to un- like try and figure out where you were. Yeah. And like, I was looking for, um, I was looking for someone to get a book signed for like an hour because one, it said he was there, but his name wasn't in the program. No way you looked for an hour. No, I did. Go ahead. And his one, he his name was in the program to be there. Or his name was there announced, but he wasn't in the program, so they didn't have a booth location for him. He was in between two jewelry dealers, and that's why I couldn't find him because I just looked past it. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna go up and down every hour aisle until I find something, until I find him." And that's what I did, and I finally found him. But it was just like it was a it was a nightmare trying to navigate it and and trying to find it. Yeah. It's- it was a little funky how they had it set up this year, but we got to we got to hang out with uh, like Brian said, I got to hang out with Corbin uh, from Comic Playground, who's been on the show a couple times and he's in the chat right now. Big shout out to Corbin. Got to hang out with Lance and and it was nice to meet the other two dudes from Couch Crunchers, Tyler and and um, can't remember the other guy, the Sam who was on our show, the guy who did Ninja Warrior. Oh yeah, that was a cool dude. Yeah. Um. It was cool to hang out with them and get to meet a uh, big shout out to, to Ken Brown from drawn to comics and Adonis from comic book playground for rocking our stickers. And I can't say enough about Ken. Ken really did a, I think a really good job. Um, and uh, I, I actually had a really good time. That was one of the, the people that I had a really good time with. So, uh, you know, shout out to Ken Brown drawn to comics. Yeah. He really, he did. Solid come through with that that interview, man. Like, I wasn't expecting that. He didn't have to do that, but it was dope that he did. No, and I, I like you know, 
I, I really appreciate it, Ken. You know, if you're, if you get a chance to watch us, thank you, man. Uh, I, you know, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, everybody. You know, that's, that was you know, not Jose. Um, I don't even know if Jose was there. Was Jose there? No. Yeah. But shout out to Jose. Yeah, I was, you know, I was, I saw someone who looked like Jose, but he wasn't wearing any absolute geek merch. So, you know, I, I didn't know if these are or not. These were the, um, this is the other book that, Here we go. Uh, Metal Shark, bro. Oh, Metal Shark is what it was. Yeah. And it just seemed like a really cool cover to send him. So uh, that'll be on its way. And and like Matt said, the mall, that was really cool. Um, the first day, I only walked out with one book other than those two books. Um, out of everything that I looked at, and it was uh, – um, he's, he's a mainstay in, in the cons, Elvin's Comics. Um, really cool dude. Uh, I was, he, I was just chit chatting with him and we were talking and I brought up Dave Stevens. He's like, dude, I think I got a Dave Stevens signed book. And I'm like, really? And he pulled it out and, and, uh, this is, uh, alien worlds, uh, by Dave, the cover with, by uh, Dave Stevens from 1982. And for those of you guys who don't know, Dave Stevens is probably the most underrated co- uh, cover artist or comic artist, in my opinion, of all time. Um, and he passed away uh, quite a few years ago. But as you can see right there. I like how they have two arrows pointed to it. Yeah. Well, he signed it in ballpoint pen. So I was say that's what it looked like, ballpoint pen. Yeah. So you can't really tell that the autograph is there unless you you get you, you get showed, you know. But that was really cool to to walk away the first day with that. Um, did you guys pick anything up that first day? Um, all I bought was was a T-shirt and like I bought a new Dragon Ball statue throughout the convention in this awesome now absolute geek mug. What a great idea that was for that company. I mean, they, they must've been the hit of the con, right? Uh, that to me, that was, I talked about it uh, on podcast, but that to me, that was so cool that that idea and uh, you buy an expensive cup and you get free refills the entire time you're there. Yeah, considering that, water or anything there was four dollars. Four dollars for a tw- for a twenty ounce soda. Yep. So I mean, it was it was worth it for all if you're going all f- fucking four days. And it was really good, from what I hear, really good product. I mean, you know, so I try. Yeah, the, yeah. Their root beer was good. Their sarsaparilla was good, and their um, cream soda was really good. I wish I would have bought bought one. I didn't see it. Um, really look at it till the last day, and I just thought to myself, "Wow, what a great idea that was!" So, uh, shout out to whoever they are. I don't know their name. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, Kyle, did you get anything? The only thing I bought was the Batman two thirty two Neil Adams print and had him sign it. That's it. That's all I bought. It's just when I when I was when I was at his booth and I was looking and I was I was like, man. I even went back to him. I said, "God damn, Neil." I was like, you're, you fucking are the cover art, man. I was like, it's like badass cover, badass cover, badass cover. And I'm just, and you know what he did? He looked at me. We made eye contact. Two, two good seconds. He just smiled. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You're best friend now? Yeah, we're best friends. 
I'll show you. I'll show you what I got from him. Let me present, and then Kyle could tell you the story about how you know Neil was happy to sign it and dedicate it to me, but then proceeded to talk shit on the show. <laughs> so I got this from him. Oh wow! Wow, to Matt signed by him. That is cool. cool. Yeah, but uh, he he proceeded to to talk to us about how he hates The Walking Dead. He's like, how does him? He said, how does anybody die on that show? Those things are so slow and so stupid. How can they kill you? You could hear them coming a mile away. They're not sneaky. Like he just went on this rant about it. Yeah. And I was just like, you're, you have solid points, sir. Yes. <laughs> but uh, real quick with that, um, since we're on that subject, next week is our 200th episode. Next Friday morning, I've already queued it up. Next Friday morning. At 4 a.m. Arizona time, that's 7 a.m. East Coast time, Brian's interview with Neil Adams will go live. So you'll be able to see it on, you'll be able to get it on YouTube and um, audioly through all of our, wherever you get your podcast. Audioly? Audioly. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, so, uh, Neil had a Neil out of was kind enough that since Kyle and I brought bought two prints, he technically had a deal where if you buy two prints, you get a third one free. But because Kyle and I were together and we both bought a print, he was like, just "All right, friends, uh, we're just friends." Yeah, he was like, he was like, "I'll give you the third print for free. Go ahead and get it." So we did, and we're deciding to give it as a giveaway. So uh, we haven't worked out the details yet on how we're going to do the giveaway. So we'll announce that next week on the two hundredth episode. But tune in next week to find out how you have your chance to win probably one of the most iconic covers in all of comics. The yeah. um, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Speedy, shooting heroin um, cover. And I'm show- and we and I'm glad we chose this one because it's it has a significant it has a significance to your interview that you do with them. I'll, I'll let people listen to that on their own. But it is signed by Neil Adams. That is a legit Ooh, that's signature. What the contest should be what. We'll ha- we'll we'll do like uh we'll throw out. So Brian said this to Neil Adams, and what was his response? And you can do that, yeah. And then they have to. Someone has to like uh, write it in or somehow send it to so that they know. And then that's how they get put in. We'll do it like as a trivia, like a timestamp thing. Yeah, like you have to know the answer to the question. Yeah. It's why was like, why why did why was this important or something like that? Something that you asked that he answered did a couple questions about that interview. Yeah. And that's what I think I think that's a good idea. But yeah, so you have a chance to win a print signed of one of the most iconic covers signed by Mr. Neil Adams. Yeah. So big thank you to, to Neil and his wife. Um yeah, I can't say can't say enough. So that'll go uh We'll we'll announce that next week and the rules for it and how you get a chance to Is it win authentic? that. You know somebody's gonna ask. What? Is it authentic? authentic. It is. It is, yes, it, it is authentic. You know somebody's gonna ask. Well, they can ask all they want. It is authentic. Yeah. Don't look <laughs> the torse in the mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're gonna sell it on eBay anyways. Yeah, exactly. Just a print. It's a big. They're big prints, though, too. Like it's a big I'll city. Do, I'll have to go to a big city. <laughs> they are. They're big, beautiful prints. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna get mine framed. I, I, I'm, I'm too. 
I told him, I, 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 you know, a lot of his prints now, he, he was so smart that in doing this. I think that Neil, a lot of people um, don't think Neil's uh, recent art may have been his best. I disagree. I think that the colorist and, and the inking and everything that, that, that um, is different. I mean, Neil hasn't changed. And if you look at his pencil art, it is immaculate. I mean, that just that walking dead print, you can see alone, absolutely beautiful, gorgeous. All his pencil art is unreal. Um, a couple of times fans would come up to get stuff signed. And a lot of things that I was seeing was uh, his, his pencil art, trades of you know like you know the neil adam fan trade you know from the 70s or 80s and it's a lot of pencil art and his pencil art is is unbelievable and if you look at his pencil art for some of his most recent covers it looks so much better um and i'm not saying that to to harp on you know anybody else i just i just really think that uh, some of there's certain artists that you their pencil art should be seen more than not and Neil's one of them. Yeah. Oh. Corbin says in the chat, oh man, I spent mad money that first day. Dude, every time I ran into Corbin in in the like without being like, hey, what's up? Where are you? He was always going through comic boxes. Yeah, he told me he found uh, a couple <laughs> like that kid books. that kid was on his knees, like digging through comic boxes. Like he said he went trade crazy. And yeah. I know exactly that feeling. Uh the first year and second year I went to San Diego. I went trade crazy and uh, you know, uh, back then it was still a good time for comic cons and you could find trades for a quarter of the price. And I'm sure that's what the exact same thing Corbin was doing. Just, just, Oh, look, I can get this story here. I can get this, you know, whole, whole run here. And uh, I know exactly that feeling. I remember those days, but I'm too old and too fat for that now. I know. I know. <laughs> you know big shout out to Ed Robertson. Uh, I don't know if this is the first time he's done it, definitely first time i've noticed no boxes on the ground so like yes. i skip I, all that. I skip all those every time every any dealer out there don't put boxes on the ground uh, i won't majority of people won't look at them and for the people out there that do see boxes on the ground go through them because the majority of the people won't go through them um i know that there's that there's probably hidden treasure in there yeah but there is too fat and my knees uh, are, are destroyed by you know getting down on the ground i'm not gonna do it so plus i've got you know chronic plumber's ass and that doesn't help. <laughs> I'm gonna right, you know, there's this one uh booth that just has like um varying covers chronic plumber's big, ass. <laughs> a big booth and they're all like taped they yeah. have these boxes on the ground and the variants are like three bucks or something like that yeah it, they yeah. have the best variants that that are hard to find sometimes. Yeah, the, I, I wish you. I wish I'd have known about that because that's that's like the treasure of the con. That's why I go every single time that yeah. that booth every yeah. single year. Um, every booth I went to to dig through comics, it just I was digging through them and I was just like, yeah, I just nothing. Everything you could tell in a lot of the boxes that were out, you could tell that they had already been like. I, I don't know if they were picked over before they even got to the floor, but it just seemed like everything had just been like. Uh, one of the crazy things, and you're, you're, I think you're right, Kyle. And here's the crazy thing: like 
where Ken and the Comic Playground guys were, right there in that front lobby area, there was a couple um, other guys that were set up that had tables. And that's where that Phoenix card supply guy was set up. And he had all those comics for a dollar. And I think it was just people didn't realize he was there. And I remember uh, we were waiting uh, for Ken and me and Matt. And I was like, I'm just going to go check out this booth. And I walked over there and I started going through them. I'm like, holy shit. And I knew I'm getting ready to go interview Neil Adams, but I'm going through books of, of that are a dollar a piece that have price tags on them of 35 bucks. And I'm like, and, and yeah, maybe they better have been high, but you know, I'll give, I'll show you some of the examples. But I was like, I even told Matt, I'm like, I'm walking away from, I mean, rightfully so I'm getting ready to interview Neil Adams, but like I'm walking away. I, I put books back that I knew were killer books. That's they're going to be gone when I come back just because I didn't have the time to go through the rest, you know? Um, so I'm sitting here like, is this kid fucking kidding me right now? Like I know. he's sitting here digging through books and he's got <laughs> a Neil Adams waiting on him. But, like, but here's, here's a reason why here's an example of, um, I don't know if I, if you can, I'm going to present myself real quick because you have a problem and you or, can see by the, your, the yeah. background, you have a problem. Yes. And, and here's the type of books that I found. Ghostwriter number three, like, right. Ghost Rider, not just number three, number four, number five. Didn't you find number one? Number six. Nope. Everything oh. but two. I, I found one or three through ten dollar a piece, right? So that's that. I mean, that was that's a score in itself. And then I found uh goon number two. I found two of those for a dollar uh found this i mean these books are starting to heat up these like zombie variants mm-hmm. um found that for a dollar i found darkness number one for a dollar uh i pick these up every time i see them these damien son of batman runs the Kubert covers are just beautiful yep. uh, for a dollar i found batman superman number one for a dollar uh and they even have the price tags on them like um this is a, a lot of people don't realize this cover right here this is um a variant to this cover it's a black and white variant and i think it's like uh it's the ria cover and um that's a tough cover to get and they had a huge box of gi joe stuff they had the the variant for number one the snake eyes variant and then i picked up five of these that's the same dude same dude, five of these for a dollar a piece. People don't realize what they are. So a lot of people do, but for those, I'll, I'll give you guys some free cornbread. This in it. Uh, I like I like cornbread. Yes, we all love cornbread. If you don't love cornbread, I don't trust you. <laughs> so a little butter. Yeah. So those for those of you, that's why that book is a good. Uh, preview of the first invincible so you know i picked up every single one i picked up five of them for a buck um there was a whole run of guardians of the galaxy the first um original one uh, no not the original one the original one from the movie so oh. you know, chris pratt first star lord run that Rick whole Evans. Run. yeah i picked up that whole run for a dollar a piece for up to like issue 30 right and I just picked it up because it was there. Um, this is yeah. a, this he is, had a fat stack, and he's like, "Hold on, I have an interview. I got to go do. I'll be right back." <laughs> yeah. And asked the guy to hold them. He did though, didn't he? Well, I shouldn't have done that because when he held them, 
you could, I came back and some of the t- biggest books that I found were not in there. Uh, that first Donny Cates, that really expensive Donny Cates Venom one. Mm-hmm. There were a couple copies of that. That's like a $30 book, if I remember correctly. This is a badass Michael Turner cover. A lot of people don't know about. Um, and it's a really famous uh, uh, G.I. Joe character called Wraith. That's a really tough book. Um, and then there was a lot of Deadpool stuff. A lot of Deadpool stuff. And uh, a ton of Venom, you know, that popular stuff. But this is a type of Deadpool stuff. I mean, look, that's for a dollar. They had all the variants for the Deadpool stuff, all the the older issues of the Deadpool cable run, the early Scotty Mm -hmm. Young. Those are cool. Yeah. I got uh, the first five issues of Deadpool cores. Um, which is like, I, th- I think that's like got a couple first appearances, uh, a lot of the original run, um, the, the Deadpool X-Force run, old school Power Man and Iron Fist. I mean, these are all a dollar. You can't beat these. Uh, Black Panther versus the Ku Klux Klan, the Marvel premiere issues for a dollar. So yeah, like Matt said, I walked away with a nice stack of books. Um, and was really happy. Here's another really good one. I don't know if this is a big variant, but it's a variant, and it's the cacophon Batman cacophony run. So, oh, I didn't see that. That's sick. If you want it, it's yours, dude. So, nope. Adam Hubert, Adam Hubert variant. So, but yeah. So that's that's about all I picked up. And it was on all on the last day. Literally, what twenty minutes, thirty minutes before I left the con matt yeah no there was a there was another vendor he was over by um um uh, collector's marketplace he had all the boxes on the table and like at the back by the artist out there they're all boxes with books that had like no they weren't bagged and board or nothing they were in there i had a total brody moment from mall rats i was like these books need bags and boards you savages <laughs> i walked away from that booth madder than lance after his meeting with fireside that's <laughs> <laughs> why oh, i guys out grizzle geeks you like cornbread yeah chat like right but it- oh sorry yeah. I would say it was just cool seeing everyone and getting to meet like the STS guys and some of the other local podcasts that we've we haven't met yet, and it's good to uh, to see who's all out there in the community. Schwingle yeah. and mingle. Yep. Hey, this is what I picked up, Brian. Uh, take it back and, and turn it to the angle. Take it back and get a new camera. Yeah. <laughs> no one can see in your sex dungeon. Oh yeah, Lighting. that's that's dope. Yeah, that one, and I got this one also. My Thor. Nice. What, what issue of Thor is that? It's number one fifty-four. Nice. I got it for three dollars from Ed. Nice. Uh, looks like it's beat the shit. Yeah, I saw your. I saw one of the coolest things out of the whole con that I've seen is your sketch, your Beetlejuice sketch. Oh, oh my gosh, so awesome. I couldn't believe how good that and that guy's local. That's the guy who did that. Um yeah, he was gonna be he wanted uh, we were gonna interview him, right? Does that sound right? Who who did it? Go ahead, uh J- Jose. I don't know if we were interviewing him. Yeah, who, who, who did it? That comic about the villain, the little kids, the villains. Yeah. Yeah. Armin uh, Armid or Armin yeah. did it? 
Yeah, yeah, we were supposed to interview him. He does. Um, Here's another one. Another sketch I got. Nice, Huntress. No, it's uh, Jean Grey. The old. Oh, it is Jean Grey. Sorry. After it fo- when before it focused, it yeah. looked like Huntress. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he he does uh, that book Gladstone's whole like school for supervillains. Yeah, it's yeah. A really fucking good book. I I, I will say that. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so yeah, Grizzle Geek, we'll have to catch you at the next event or something. That I, I don't know how we miss each other. I figured Lance would have introduced us, but his mind was elsewhere. <coughs> yes, sir. Um, <coughs> so yeah, if you guys haven't checked out uh, Jose, are you going to show yeah. the Beetlejuice sketch, for Jose, or what? Yeah, oh, show right. That's waiting for. All right. Uh, but before why he's looking for it, I have to give a shout out to my wife. Today is our 16th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. And then oh, tomorrow's yeah. your 40th birthday, right? Yep. Yeah, look at you. It was my birthday party. Birthday uh, party. Uh, I don't have the sketch on, on me. You can't well, see it because yeah, the yeah. yellow water. It's, it it's like a gold. <laughs> I'll go gold light. It real quick. It looks like you're holding up a fucking Magnum package. That's it's better. even worse. No, that's, <laughs> even worse. <laughs> that's so much better. I loved it. Oh, no, no, that's not going to work either. There, we can see it. That's that's better. That's a, better. A little bit. No, it looked better before when you had it all the way turned up. It looks. It literally looks like, instead of Beetlejuice, it looks like it's Rick. Uh, yeah, you can't see it. Yeah, it's hard. Jose, to see. Jose, put your porn away. <laughs> Jose, what's your uh, what's your Instagram? Get a new oh. camera. <laughs> Get a new camera. It's Jose Chimichanga. Needs a new camera. <laughs> uh oh. Shut that damn dog up. Let me go see what this is. Oh, Chuck must be there. It must be time for Brian to disappear for an hour. <laughs> I got comics. Uh, Tim says, congrats, Kyle, in the chat. For which part? For both, I think. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. Tomorrow we're, having, tomorrow we're having a fiesta. Ooh. We're going to have carne asada and fajita chicken. Is it going to be like Jose's Our awkward birthday party, carne asada, where it's all burnt and tastes like shoe leather? No. Okay. Because Jose had to man the, the grill because his dad got hurt. <sighs> uh, just keep flipping him. Yep. But man, I why we're why we're waiting for Brian to come back, man. I I had my oh fuck, I think I am finally realizing that I'm old moment the other Uh-oh. day. It was uh, Tuesday night, so you know I've been taking my son to concerts. Well, finally one of my daughter's bands had come around, and we we saw him at Warp Tour. They're a band called Knuckle Puck, and. Uh, they came with another band called Citizen, which is, they're a pretty cool band. So we, you know, mind, mind you, my daughter, like I was saying, just graduated high school. So for some reason in my head, it, it, it like clicked to me that she's Jesus like. Jesus Christ, it sounded like a fire alarm. But that's <laughs> she's like an adult, right? So I'm like, oh, you know, her dad's got to take her to this concert. You know, I've got to like stand in line with her. And like, I bought a ticket and like, I have to go inside and we're going to hang out at the concert. And I, you know, I was like, all right. So I get in there and I look around. It's like 10 minutes before the concert starts. I'm looking around. And I look to the right of me and I look to the left. And I scan the whole crowd. I'm like, like at an angle looking at the stage. And I'm like, holy fuck. 
there is no one above 24 at this concert. <laughs> and I was looking around and I was like, nope, that's someone's dad. That's someone's mom. And that was it. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then it dawned on me. I was like, I guess she didn't really need her dad to go to this fucking emo pop punk concert with her. And I was just, I don't know. It's one of those moments where you realize, well, you guys haven't realized yet, but maybe your kids are growing up and you're empty nesting it. Yeah, a little bit. They don't, they don't need you anymore. I was like, as much as you want to hang on, you you gotta let go. (laughs) Here's uh, real quick. Here's um, I'm a screen share. Here's Jose's uh, amazing sketch for those of you that can maybe see it now. Oh, that is cool. I mean, he really did a good job. Uh, the the Beetlejuice looks great. Um, what's her name? Uh, yeah. Lydia. I always want to call her Celia, but it's Lydia. <laughs> uh, I mean, he just did such a good job. That is such a good sketch. Um, and yeah, he's I, a fantastic artist. Man. Yeah, he really is. He really is, man. He's awesome. So, big like, shout. Of this stuff is anime, but like stuff like that, it has like an anime twist, but it's it's still so awesome. Yeah, I agree. I want to get a. I want to get him to draw a picture of Jose clicking this keyboard. But God, it drives me bonkers. Is that making you madder than Lance after a meeting with the fireside guys? Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> so, what? Anything else like really cool happened Saturday that I might have missed? Nope. Just, just community, man. Just community. Dude, we did a panel. <laughs> me and Matt did a panel with with. Uh, Lance and Sam um, from, from from Couch Crunchers. Um, what we did was it was Action Stars versus uh, The Walking Dead. So I got I got up there. It's me, it's Matt, me, uh, Sam, and then Johnny Utah. Some kid we pulled up from the audience. Yeah, and he we, he had mentioned. Uh, uh Keanu Reeves in that movie, Point Break. So we we called him Johnny Utah. So it was it was a fantasy uh like football draft. We we rolled dice to see what order we did, and like I was last, so that means I got to pick first after you know you know how fantasy works. Yeah, it was a I, I didn't draft. I didn't know it was all explained to me. So I picked I picked mine. So my my team wait, hold on, who's the first pick? Uh John Wick by me. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. No. Mm. Why wouldn't you go Terminator, dude? Because we excluded Terminator because oh, okay. of, Terminator and Robocop it was, got excluded. Yeah, it was broken. It had been an automatic win. Well, it wouldn't have actually by the time this was going on, it, it actually wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have mattered. So my team consisted of John McClain, Dirty Harry, Cato, um, who else was there? Hawkeye. And who was my fifth one? Oh, fuck. I forgot my fifth one now. Do you remember? I don't remember who it was. It was Did they have to be like normal dudes without superpowers? It, and shit? it was just a board and we just got to pick. But my, oh, there was a lot of guys up there. That oh, and, and the Punisher, Frank Castle. Okay. That was my five people. So... Well, to put context behind it, it started that you were supposed to drift only action stars, and somehow it took a hard right turn to we just started picking whoever the fuck we wanted. Yeah. But there was a board. 
I tried very hard to stick to the rules. He did. I did. And it, and I got stuck in my own head. I finally got up there and I like, it's kind of funny, but I like, I kind of had like stage fright. And I like, once I got up there, I was like a deer in the headlights. And I was like, so like Lance puts up this scenario and you read through the scenario and he says, this is what's going on. Like one of your, your doctor has been caught by the governor and you have to break through the gates. And these are the items that you have a half a tank of gas, three crossbow arrows and like a hunting knife. And what you're supposed to do is with your five people, take those items and, you know, do this scenario. And it went off the rails. So I tried to stay in those parameters and but for some reason I was like a deer in the headlights. I kept just saying, "We're going in there, guns blazing." No matter what the scenario was, because I was like, I was thinking about it like this: I had the Punisher, Dirty Harry, Hawkeye, and John McClane. Like, what else are you gonna do with that team? <laughs> like, besides go in there shooting, there is no real plan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do stealth-wise like that? Hawkeye sits in a tree and everybody else goes in guns blazing. He's the only sniper. What? He's the only sniper. That's And that was the other scenario I did is he was sniping and everybody else came in guns blazing. (laughs) But it was actually a pretty cool panel, but it was just really weird that I had stage fright. My my team was John Wick, Batman, um, Liam Neeson, Austin Powers and um, <laughs> I forget who my fifth one was. Who's my fifth one, Kyle? All you needed just just John Wick. He pretty um, much just used John Wick and Batman. Yeah, I can't remember who my fifth one was. Um, but but once Matt said, "I'm gonna rescue everybody in the Batcopter or whatever he said, whatever you said." No, so so Sam starts out with he had Jason Statham. So he goes, because I have Jason Statham, I automatically get an Audi because he's got an Audi and everything. And I, it started off where I only got one Batarang for Batman. And I was like, this is bullshit. I was like, if he gets an Audi, I want full access to my utility belt. And then Lance is like, well, I'll give you the Batcopter. So one of them was like, you're surrounded by a horde. What do you do? I was like, I get everyone on the Batcopter and fly away. <laughs> You know what my you know what my fix was when the surrounded by uh, surrounded by a horde, guns a blazing, guns blazing. No, you tried to steal you tried to steal the other person's Audi. Oh yeah, and then it somehow turned into a Volkswagen Jetta. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. I, did do that. I was like, if everybody's making up crazy shit, then I'm just gonna do it too. You should have had Night Rider. I didn't think of Night Rider. I told you I had stage fright. <laughs> little Kyle couldn't come out. Uh-uh, little, <laughs> no, I was scared. I was like over whispering the mat. I don't want to do this anymore. So yeah. what I did was, I worked it pretty good. I was going back and forth, and there was a kid in the audience that always vote for me. The only person in the whole this whole panel that would vote for me is this other like, one kid. And I was like, "Hey, you, you want to come up here and do this?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> jumped off the stage and this kid jumped on kid's name was Kyle wow. <laughs> we called him quasi Kyle oh wow perfect yeah did he be good? 
Did he what? Did he do good, or was the show already over? Well, yeah, he like swept the next round. Yeah, he like the, the only round he got in, he fucking swept. Because <laughs> it was cool the way Tyler and them did it. Is everybody went on their phones, and you entered in a code, and everybody's name was on there, and you got to vote through your phone. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you you know you didn't have to do it by clapping or raise hands. You could truly do your your own personal vote, and nobody that's ever voted really cool. for me. Yeah. yeah. Freaking cool. But yeah, that's that was Saturday, huh? Yeah. Matt, you went to a lot of panels. Did did uh, any of you other guys? I mean, go to panels and I only went to uh the comic playground panel and our panel. That was the only panel I did. I went to something. No, we went we oh, went we, to uh we went to another one of The uh dude, what's his name? Brian uh Augustine. Dude, that dude is so fucking funny. He does every all the cons. Oh, dude, he saved the comic playground panel. Like, dude, he is so. He was the best funny. part about that panel. Couldn't no offense to those guys, but he was definitely the best part of that panel. He, he, it didn't matter what Frank did. That motherfucker would not crack a smile. <laughs> didn't matter if he did it in Morgan Freeman. It didn't matter if he did. He would just look at him. Yeah, stone faced. It was awesome, but it, it was they had a pretty. It was an interesting panel because I liked what they did with it. It was independent writers who, who kind of still made it through. Kind of you know, like I thought that was cool listening to their stories. Different time periods, same struggle. It was it was yeah. actually a pretty cool thought, you know, like the Elf Quest shit. It was a. Uh, you know what I mean? They they, they had said we're, they went to Wendy uh, and, and Richard Peeney. Is that their name? Wendy Wendy Peeney? Is that her name? The Elf Quest people? Yeah. Yeah, they were there. Okay. Yeah. So they were talking about it. They said, you know, they had this great idea. They went to uh Marvel and Marvel said no. So they said, fuck it, we're gonna do it ourselves. So they did themselves, and then Marvel comes back and is like, Hey, we'd like to have that. <laughs> Too late, fuckers. Nah, they were like cool. They created a a, a a label for them, kind of like um, Image did for Robert Kirkman with Skybound. They, I think that uh, Marvel did the Epic. Was it the Epic? Um, I don't remember what they said, but yeah, yeah they had given them. And then when, uh, with what movie came out? Lord, was it when Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings, yeah. Warner Brothers came in and optioned their. ElfQuest and took so it was taken off the market so that there was no competition for Lord of the Rings or anything. Well well yeah, didn't they say that they, they optioned ElfQuest and they took a two year option and in that two years they released Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and then they came back to them and said, No thanks, we're not gonna make it because it's too much like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and then well, they came and then they came back and they wanted they wanted to option it again for something, they said no. They're gonna do it on their own? No, they just they won't let anybody option it anymore because what it wants is option. They can't do shit with it. They got paid to fucking for the for like Warner Brothers to sit on it. Yeah, well, but that, that was one of the questions they asked in the panel was not how long. Company. Well, no. So when when they option, they said when Warner Brothers optioned their book, they were told they're not allowed to put anything else out. So they optioned it for two years, which means they couldn't put anything else out for two years. So that means that they would have been dead in the water. Because two years without your product out there, nobody's going to remember who you are. And uh, 
so they said uh, one of the questions was how long now when someone approaches you about turning your pro- optioning your product, how long do they have to option it? So they said, now we do it one year and one year only. And they said what they did is the workaround was they said they couldn't make anything. So they put all their shit out for free. Yeah. They re-released all of their, wow. um, on the internet for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. That's, that's boss. Yeah, you could still go on there and get it for free right now. I got mad respect. I'm not a big fan of the the comic. I just never was. Um, But, man, that just gave me a ton of more respect for those. They're very much like, you want to give me – you want to give me rules here. I'm going to go right through that rule. That makes me want to go talk to them. It makes me want to find them at another con and go talk to them. It was a very – I mean, it was a very interesting panel. I felt like a lot of the questions were – were softball questions were real, real easy instead of like hard thought out pressing questions. But I guess that's what you got to do in a panel like that. Yeah. It, these it, guys get asked the same thing over and over. And yeah. over. That's why we like that one time I was in the Kevin Eastman interview. He said, I know everyone's got their questions, but that's why the, he does it. Uh, round table style. He says, cause chances are somebody's going to ask your exact question. And it happens every time. So he was like, make sure you have other questions because chances are your question is going to get asked. And there isn't any question that hasn't been asked. That, that makes it even better. We'll have to try and reach out. Maybe we can reach out to the AlphaQuest people and see if they'll come on and, and do an interview and let yeah. you interview them, Brian. Dude, I got to tell you, like, I, I, I know we keep going back to this interview, but like Brian – Dude, you're so I, I I don't know how you do it. Like just watching you and Neil Adams, like you you connect with people on a weird level. Like you you started talking to Neil Adams about his appearance on Coast to Coast, and like you started connecting to him about com- something completely other than comics. And then you you sat down to start interviewing him, and you're bringing personal your personal experiences into your questions and and making them connect with you on a different level. And it's it's crazy. Like it's how do you do that? Like like I need, we need to get more people on here for you to interview, so people can see just how you do that. Because it's it's kind of crazy how you how you manage to do that. Thank you, brother. That was that was you know um, that was a, a multitude of things, and um, it was kind of like you know me being such a big fan for a long time. But also, I got to be honest, you know, hearing somebody that you're about ready to interview that you're such a big fan of go, he better have good questions. <laughs> you know what i mean like that that i i kind of the most the majority of that interview that we did was more off this is gonna sound crazy but it was more off the cuff because i had all these questions written down a lot of and i i showed them to matt and and uh, i think i should i talked i talked to about with matt afterwards i have like 20 questions and you know i didn't get to answer ask a lot of those questions just because of where our conversation went and so it felt really natural, which was really cool. And not to give anything anything away, it just uh, it was it, it it felt really good to have that conversation with him, um, rather than a cheesy conversation where he gets asked the same thing over and over. So, um, like the the interview is twenty minutes long. Um, it got cut off abruptly and short because he got busy because we were doing it at his table. But we definitely got to get him back on to finish that interview. Like I've got his wife's information. 
we'll reach out to get that finished because like he, he easily could have talked to you for an hour or two. Like he wasn't getting annoyed. He wasn't getting frustrated. Like you could tell he was genuinely having a good time talking with you. Yeah. Is yeah. That, that's how he licked frogs. Well, one of the th- no, no, we didn't get there. We didn't get there. But one of the things um, that wasn't on the interview that, and, and this isn't giving anything away, Matt brought it up is um, when I first sat down. When we first sat down with him, Matt was getting all the uh, audio gear ready, and um, I, I just pulled up a chair next to him, and and we just started talking. And he I should have held his hand. <laughs> Well, you, you, here's the problem. Like you could tell he didn't want to do it because somebody had jumped in before us that, and I think he thought that was the interview maybe because he, when we walked up, he acted, he kind of acted like, Whoa, uh, didn't I already do that? You know, like he was kind of like, you could tell he was kind of thrown off. And, um, so, you know, he was kind of, I don't, I, I think that he was a little, uh, t- uh, taken back. And, and so I, I knew it was Neil Adams and I knew that, you know, he's been just like everybody else. He's been asked crazy stuff. So I brought up uh, a lot of people don't know this about Neil Adams. Neil Adams has some really cool out there ideas uh, on fringe topics. Uh, one being the young earth theory or the growing earth theory and, and how uh, he takes a lot of flack for it. But I, I told him, I go, I got respect for you because you put yourself out there and, and, and you, you're creating an idea, you're creating talk. And like, you know, to hear that on, you, you know, one of your heroes on another one of your heroes show that being coast to coast, I brought that up with him and it turned into like a 10 minute conversation that we didn't even, I don't even know if you got on any of that on the recording. Nope. nope. That was all you and him. Yeah. It's all for you and him for the That's rest personal. of your life. Yeah. You got the icebreaker in. Yeah. And I think well, that we could do that on the show more often. I and I know Kyle would love to do it. I'd lo- I love to do it. We well, just the fact where he was like, I could talk about this is the kind of shit I want to talk about. He's like, I could talk about this shit for hours. Like he was down to talk with you about it. Like yep. Yeah, it was good man. It was cool. It was really cool. And and not only that, um, he was in an area like, like, you know, we brought up earlier, there was no artist alley. Everything was kind of chaos. They didn't group people. Yeah. So there was people all around and I was, uh, you know, I'm worried that we're not getting into the audio and, uh, and then Ken, Ken was there. Ken Brown sat in, Ken, Ken, you know, talked with him for a bit too. And that was cool. I felt bad for Ken cause Ken didn't have a chair. So he's like crouched, you know, in front of that table the whole time. And you could tell he was uncomfortable as all get out, man. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude. But he wasn't missing a word. No, no. He was enjoying it, man. I don't blame him. It was cool. There was a group of people standing around us. And I think that's kind of what got to the point that that group of people got so big that his wife is like, this is money we're losing. And I had told, yeah. you know, both me and Matt had said, hey, if at any point, we're taking money away from you stop the interview and you know whatever we don't you know we appreciate it but we don't want to take money away from you and a couple of times neil was like you know telling these people oh just go look around just go look around it's gonna be a little bit and then, <laughs> like he was having he was enjoying the conversation like yeah. he was like i'm not ready to end this yet like yeah and, and yeah. then finally he had to so yes yeah, it was, yeah. It was kind of a bummer because you know he had he did that did happen but it was fun, man. But so, all right. Oh, go ahead, Brian. So you know, I'm just now realizing this. Overall, the con was really good. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> like you think about it, like, you're all excited about Neil again. And, and not only that, like this conversation has brought me back. But here's the crazy thing: the con was good, not because of comics and buying stuff. It was because of who you're hanging out with. Yeah, like that. Like everything that we've really talked about this whole time are like, you know, chatting personal on a personal basis with these creators. Uh, hanging out with other podcasters like maybe that's what this this thing is turning into is just like a place to do that and i i get that being a comic fan i'm not super happy about it it's it's the place where you get and you and you and you rub shoulders yeah well it makes sense because it you're all there for the same thing you all have a common interest you're all there for that so i mean it makes sense that you're gonna have a good time with the people you're you're around and yeah like I said, it it was a good time. The convention itself was whatever. I could take it or leave it. And that's what I try to explain to people, too, when they're like, oh, Phoenix Fan Fusion sucks or Comic-Con sucks. There's never any good panels or nothing going to do. I was like, it's more about the people you're with, the people you meet, the experiences you time. have. Yeah, it's having a good time. Like, I was in pain. Like, I had some little kid take my knee out day one, running through the con, I tripped, and, tripped and fell and went and chop blocked me behind the knee. So my knee was was fucked all weekend. Like I had it heavily bandaged up and I was taking Percocet like to fight through the pain to be able to keep going. But like I was having a good time regardless because of just the people I was hanging out with and the conversations you're having. And like at one point I, I, I walked to find Matt and I look and he's sitting down and I go, dude, are you OK? And it was like towards the end of the day on Friday. I go, are you OK? And he's like, no, man. And you could just see face the pain he was in and he literally goes i don't think i'm coming back like you can tell and and you pulled you pulled through i was surprised yeah. made it to the next day i had to yeah it gave you some his own that would I, had help. Res- I had responsibilities yes yes but I, I i wish i always regret certain things from the cons and one of the things that i always regret is not getting um, a sketch or two. So that, that kind of bummed me out. I always bring books to get sketches. I just don't want to go do it. You know, I think what bummed you out was the first day when you walked up to CGC and you didn't, you were real, real weary about giving them your book. And that's like, that's kind of like when your attitude changed, like you were good up until that point. And then when that whole shit fell through, that's when your attitude of this sucks kind of changed. So came they just into had play. a CGC facilitator yeah, there. No CGC there. Like what the hell? Like I, I don't want to give somebody like there was people handing this guy books that were like way better than mine, and I'm thinking those books are thousands of dollars, and this guy is just a normal like this. And one guy goes, I, I can really, I can attest to this guy. He's a really good. And I'm like, listen, man, you can give him your books. I brought one book in to get graded. Um, and I just want, I, I want this one book graded by CG. I want to hand it to CGC if I can. And that was my thought process. And that you're right. That really, that really bummed me out. So and that went out of your sale. That was poor advertising too, because like the convention was like on site grading, 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 and like pushing CGC. And they weren't even there with some stupid facilitator that was just there for like the Kevin Eastman stuff. Yeah. It was funny because me and Matt walked up to um, CBCS and it was, uh, what's his name that was working there? Um, Kevin. Kevin? No. His Ryan. Buddy, Ryan. And uh, I asked him, <laughs> and I'm like, we couldn't find where CGC's booth was because they weren't fucking there. So you asked him? 
And so um, me and Matt are like, I'm looking and, and we see CBCS. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to walk up to CBCS. I didn't see them. And I'm going to ask him where CGC's booth are. <laughs> and so I walk up, I walk up to, uh, and, and I forget what he said. I, I can't remember. If, Jesus. I can't remember if uh, he said anything or, or if I just kind of took it as, as that, you know, thought, but I asked him where the CBC, where CGC was. And he's like, I don't think they're here, but we'll grade your books. And I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, man, I'm, and he kind of looked at me like, yeah, I get it, man. Brian <laughs> hit him with the, no, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. Said, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I was like, nah, no, giving up her, giving it up. And you're just like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Man. I didn't see him, but you know what? I, I didn't have anything I wanted to grade. Didn't want to grade nothing. Didn't even think about it. I know, I know, man. Oh. I'm still that turned off. I don't blame you. Jeez. I, I hate don't to blame say it. Either. You know, we've we've kind of we've we've beat that. I mean, it's a it's a dead horse, but it's 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 a, what we a lot of our books were going to grading, and uh, I don't know. So anyways, yeah, that really bummed me out. And that was what, like, the first thing we did when we walked in. So I was, like, all gung-ho. I'm like, yeah, this can be fun. And, <sighs> yep. Yeah, that was the only reason I wanted to go other than, uh, you know, just walking around and representing. I, I think that there must have been 10, 15 people that said to me, oh, let me see that shirt. What, is, what does your shirt say? And I would be like in, – in or somebody would go, oh, the comic code. I go, nah, did you, you didn't read it, man. So it blows me away. Um, you know, I, I still say it's it's my favorite logo. So you're welcome. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, amazing. It really is. It's I'm the one who designed it. Um, so I I couldn't I can't give you your cookies through the monitor, Jose. But he know. doesn't get any cookies. He's um, the he's the fucking Bill Finger to my Bob Kane. It was my idea. He just <laughs> I did it. I yeah, it to you. No, it was my idea. You just no, did was it. I just asked you to create it. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I definitely did. You're just the Bill Finger to my Bob Kane. Nope. <laughs> That's exactly what Bill Finger would say. <laughs> Here, create something called the Comic Code and put our our podcast on it. Yeah, easy there, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> Looks like a draw feet. Yeah. Did you have anybody ask you about your shirt? About that shirt? I, I not one person. I was I gonna. Did. I was gonna wear it Sunday, but I, I thought to myself, eh, I don't want to sit down. I mean, Neil Adams. Now, after the interview, I realized I should have worn it because Neil Adams probably would have laughed his ass off. I wore it for Neil Adams. He kept. He looked at it a few times, but he didn't say shit. Really. Well, he definitely saw he saw the the uh, the comic code one, and he stopped, and that was the first thing he said to it. He goes, "Absolute geek podcast, huh?" And then I think then he realized, you know, I think that's when it clicked that because I was wearing that shirt the day before. I think that's when it clicked that oh, these are the guys I'm supposed to talk to. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, and it was kind of a bummer because when we first got there, did you know that there was going to be another interview before? Nope. And that was that was kind of a bummer because that really worried me. I was like, "Oh man." Well, that's what that's what um, I was told later on. The, the issue was is that he thought that they were us, so like he gave him the interview because he thought it was us. White people. Yeah, and they they just like sneaked in there and asked him, and he thought it was supposed to be us. Oh, that's a bummer. 
kind of want to hear their interview now. <laughs> Wish we knew who it was. I know. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find out. If but you, um, he he did say at the end of that, and his wife did too. Hey, co- keep in contact. So yeah. So don't be fucking lazy, Matt. Actually, Brian should keep in contact. Listen, dong flipper. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There, he's Wait. got a new he's got a new dong flipper video out. Did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> you saw the new one. I saw it on Twitter where he like flips the dude and the dude power slams the other guy. Kyle was like grabbing at at that one dude that uh, Ken knows that used to deal with all the wrestling stuff, like just grabbing for stories about the dong flipper. He's like, got any stories about the dong flipper? And dude, he kept fucking. He kept trying to get back to his. His magic, magic tricks, yeah. and I kept circling back around wrestling. Dog flipper, yeah, <laughs> the dog flipper, yeah. But <sighs> all right, so we've we've talked about fan fusion for about an hour now. We've yeah. pretty much beat We're it cool into the ground. That. So let's let's talk about some of the other stuff that we have on the agenda tonight. Um, Batman, it's official. Yeah, Robert Pattinson's officially Batman. Batman. Um, for Not a three Batman. for a three picture deal. Three, oh, it's going to be a trilogy, a three-picture deal. They're going all in. Look, I'm just saying, Joaquin Phoenix is a Joker in those movies. Let's do it. I bet she's not. If you're going young Joker, if you're going young Batman like that, and if they already established that Joker is in the – or that Batman or Bruce Wayne, young Bruce Wayne, is part of that Joker movie, let's get it. Let's do it. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm calling it right here first. Court of Owls. Oh fuck! That'd be so good. Court of Owls. Think so, huh? Court of Owls. I think it's going to be Death in the Family. Scott Snyder. I, I I really think that they're going Scott Snyder with this next trilogy. How how could they not? It's fresh. A lot of people know. You know, the comic community know about it, but a lot of people in the Batman world don't know about it. You know, the movie world. So, his news story is fucking weird. Yeah, I read it the other uh, yesterday. I I was the not, last night on Earth. Yeah, I, I loved it. I really loved, loved it. I yeah. loved the beginning of it. I was like, oh fuck, I yeah. see where this is going. And then it like the Superman thing was weird. Yeah, it was too. I I'm not a fan of that. I wasn't a fan of like the choppiness of it. Right, it they, they did that weird Superman thing in there, right? Where they didn't know. Um, uh, am I thinking, uh, this is the one where he goes and gets the last Batman suit he's so dealing with no it's um, so like the book the book this. starts yeah yeah oh, okay no I'm thinking of something different what am I it just came out Wednesday okay I'm thinking of the new Justice League story oh yeah no that's no, what no. I read the new Justice League story sorry but no. we I mean we can talk about it right now yeah, talk about it yeah. yeah let's talk about it real quick it's pretty cool it's it's kind of choppy i think what's going to happen is is like there's going to be like you got this layout and i think they're going to insert chunks back into it so that it makes sense because now right now it's it's like a little sporadic and it's it, it's kind of it's kind of i kind of like the way he did it is it's it's thicker it's not just a normal comic book it's thicker yeah it's prestige and uh it's part of dc's black label it's the the newest addition to their black label so it's like it's like there's three different stories going on in it 
So just as you're getting into the first story, which is really cool, it like bounces you somewhere else. And like, he's like coming up through the sand and he's like, he's carrying the Joker's head in a lantern. Yeah, that was dope. But the whole beginning's fucking crazy. Like it's like that thing where he wakes up in a hospital and like, it's the whole, everybody that's been around him is what has been Batman. I know what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of doomsday. The new Doomsday issue. Oh. Or is it not Doomsday? Uh, Doom Clock or whatever? Doomsday Clock. Yeah. I bailed on that. I read the last issue and it was weird, man. Weird. Did you read it, Matt? No, I didn't. I bailed on it as well. I'm with Kyle. They're doing some weird Superman stuff, man. I'm not a fan of it. I pooped on it. It's Batman. He wakes up in a hospital. Well, so... He okay, he's together. the book opens up where he's racing off to 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 like some to investigate something that Alfred keeps telling him there's nothing there. There's censors say there's nothing there. There's nothing there. But Batman's like, no, there's something here. He's he's like hell bent on on getting there. So he gets there and in the alley, it, it's right where his parents died. It's crime alley. So when he gets there in the alley is a little kid in the rain on his knees. So what it is is he's been chasing this guy that's been doing chalk lines. Yeah. And what he is, and it's it's one line and then it goes away. And it's one line and then it goes away. And it's just and he finally yeah, then he gets the crime out and he and he has like a he puts the images together and it's him laying there dead. Mm-hmm. And then it's his chalk outline, and where his heart stopped is actually where his parents were murdered. Yeah. And so when he gets there, he finds his little boy, and that's what he this is what he sees. Okay. It's like this little zombie kid. And then it like it like cuts to he's like talking to the kid, like, you know, what are you doing here? What's going on? And the kid's like a mechanical thing and he produces a gun and he shoots him. And then once the the uh gun fires, it cuts to Bruce waking up in a in, in Arkham Asylum. Oh. And uh he's he's like talking to his doctor who looks just like the Joker. And the doctor's like, you've been you here for someone that looks like the penguin. Yep. And you see another chick that looks like Harley Quinn. And it's just, and that's what they're telling them is everybody, your Batman story is just uh, everybody that you've been hearing. Cause you've been, it, you've been like in a coma type of thing for since you killed your parents. Yeah. And like, so, oh, Alfred, so Alfred's there talking to him and stuff and, and trying to convince him of this and, and, they put him in like a, he wakes up in like a padded cell later on and he's like, all right, it's time to get out of here. And he rips up in the padded cell and then he, he finds the dinosaur in the penny, but it's a, an actual penny in like a, t- a toy. Oh. So like all this stuff is set up to be like, it's all this giant hallucination, hallucin, you know, hallucination. Yeah. I can't, I don't know. Is either in that fuck, word? <laughs> fuck me. I'm an idiot. Excuse me. But then he's like, Where's my bat suit? Bring me my bat suit. Where's my bat suit? And finally, it's like, Alfred's like, All right, you want your bat suit? I'll give you your bat suit. And there it is. It's like a straight jacket and a helmet and shit. You know, if you look at that, that is like an exact uh, cover homage to the Alex Ross cover for 687. I think it's Detective 687, the Neil Gaiman uh, story of whatever happened to the Cape Crusader part two. It's a badass Alex Ross cover where Alfred is uh, holding the bat suit and it looks just like that, but it's the normal bat suit. But like he waited, but then he like, 
he escapes into like this post-apocalyptic world and he finds the Joker's head in a lantern. Well, like it, sh- it kind of shows him going from like Arkham on this crazy spree and all of a sudden he comes up through the sand. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and it's a new story. Yeah, and so like he's in this world where like there's no more green lanterns and these like demon babies have like the green lantern rings. And uh, he runs into like Poison Ivy and uh, he runs into Diana who gives him like his original bat suit back. Like she's got it in a suitcase and, and it's, it's, it's really good. Um, it's, it's in a, it's, it's a thick. Though. Yeah. It, it does jump all over the place. I definitely agree with Kyle that I definitely think it's going to be like one of those things where you're going to be jumping from different points in time, but yeah. it's, it's like a mini trade, dude. I'm telling you what, it was six bucks but it's in it's in a small you know it's it's good paper, yeah, with six bucks. Fuck, I wanted to buy it then. That was playing, dude. Yeah, it's it's like it. a it's like a mini trade. It's really thick. It's some it's got some of Capullo's best art in it. It's I think thick the way Matt likes it. Yep, I was thick with three C's and two T's. <laughs> That's thick. <laughs> but it's definitely got some of like Capullo's best art in it. Like I love just love this like Alfred face right here. Yeah. Like it's definitely got some of Capullo's best art, and it's their final, uh, it's their final Batman story, man. I want to get the Jock cover to that. So I've heard that before from them, right? Yeah, but I think I think this time it is because they're moving on to different things. Because it yeah. even in the back page it even says one last adventure together. Can it, you want to you know want to know what I think? I think that Greg Capullo moved to uh, Sedona. And uh, got into um, psychedelics, and now he's in a and, and got his uh, good buddy Scott Snyder to come hang out for uh, a couple weekends, and got him <laughs> in psychedelics, and that's where the story's coming from. Dude, we're gonna do this in a weekend. <laughs> Fucking shroom, shroom, shroom. This is peyote Batman. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's a super cool story. But so I, mean, I kind of like I would definitely stories. pick it up. Yeah, I well, I would definitely recommend picking it up though, especially if you're a fan of the New Fifty Two Scott Snyder and Capullo Batman run. Yeah. But I, that that's a good point that maybe they do go Snyder from for the new movies. I really hope so. Um, that's some of the greatest writing that I've read altogether in the last decade. So the other thing I want to talk about moving on is the title of the show. Fan petitions are getting even crazier now that fans who can bitch about who's playing Batman are petitioning to get Danny DeVito to play Wolverine. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's become a complete joke, man. Yeah. It's a yeah. Petition I can get behind. It's just a way to troll now. It's just yeah. petitions. Do a yeah. fan petition to get Danny DeVito to play Wolverine. You should try to come up with one, a really good one, and try a to get it. Petition to, to not do petitions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's already been done. I'm sure it has too. But I just thought that was funny, like Danny oh. De- thinking of Danny DeVito as Wolverine. I'm gonna I make it. Corbin come on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I thought it was silly when they were doing the petition before it um, about Game, Game of, Thrones. of Thrones. Yeah. Well, I thought it was silly that they had a petition to not have Robert Pattinson be Batman 20 minutes after it was announced that he's going to be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then two weeks later, he's officially Batman. Yeah, and two weeks later, he, it's announced that he's officially Batman. Yeah, I don't which know. is weird because I read an article last night 
that they were having the two actors do screen tests in the bat suit, and that's how they were going to decide who who was going to be Batman. And I guess he cow? he won out. It's got to be just the cow, right? Not the whole. Uh, they said full suit. Oh wow! So I like both of those auditions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just them in the camera. Oh, I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. No, no I'm, I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. No, yeah. I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. That's what they're doing. They're just doing it in different sounds. Uh, yeah. But that, I thought that was... So you think he's going to make a good Batman? I think I, he is. Oh. It's only going to be the story. The story is going to make that. Yeah, as long as the story's good, he should be fine. Yep. I think he'll be all right. Let's talk. I want to ask you about Brightburn. Oh, it's fucking terrible. It's Is a it? fucking terrible movie. Oh, it's so terrible. Oh, really? I was looking forward to it. It's a it's a shit movie, dude. The writing is shit. It's oh my you god. Did come out with a nine point eight on that? No, dude. This is like a three point five. How many boners do you give it? I I dude, I don't even give it a a, a semi chug. <laughs> yeah, it's a limp. It's a it's a whiskey four. dick. Yeah. That's bad. It's so bad it doesn't hang at all. It's like a button. Oh, it's a button. It's a button in the jungle. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it literally is your your typical. It's it's Superman's origin story to a fucking T, but he's evil. So the little kid crash lands. Mom and dad are trying to to fucking like make a baby. The kid crash lands, and then he grows up. And when he's about ten years old. He, uh, the ship that they're keeping in the bar starts talking to him. So he like starts flipping out and going crazy. And then the way he discovers he has powers is the dumbest fucking shit ever. So what's the twist then? He like, there's no twist. Like somebody said there's a twist at the end. He finds out that he's got powers and by trying to start a lawnmower. And as he's trying to start the lawnmower, he chucks the lawnmower across the yard. And then it's so it's laying upside down with the blade spinning. And, you know, his first thought is, oh, I'm super strong. Let me see if I can stick my finger in this and what's going to happen. <laughs> so he sticks his finger in it and stops the blade. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, cool. I have powers. And then he's like fucking flipping out and he like breaks some girl's hand. And like, I mean, there's some cool death scenes. Like, I can't remember the actor's name, but if you've ever seen Breaking Bad, he plays Badger in Breaking Bad. Um, I can't think of the actor's name. Um, I should Google it. There you go. Search engine that shit. Yeah. Let me be like comic. Uh, let me be like Fireside here and let me Google some stuff. You 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 need uh, a Jamie. Yeah. Um. Let's see, Badger. Oh no, Breaking Bad. Bad. Oh, no, the guy. Get the beard, like the weird beard. Yeah. Tall and skinny. Um. I don't remember where he is. Let's see. Sorry, guys. I know this is. You should do your homework beforehand. I should. I should. Badger. Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Plays him. And he has a cool death where, like, he plays. Uh, his name is Brandon Breyer. So it's not Clark Kent, but it's Brandon Breyer. And he's in Brightburn, Kansas, I think it is. That's a cool name for a city if that's real. And uh, so he's like this creepy little kid. And so he's like, so once he gets these p- superpowers, he turns into like a fucking peeping Tom. So he like starts peeping into this girl's window that he likes and shit. And like, she sees him, And then like, 
at school, they're making fun of him and the like, bully's pushing down and the track coach tells her to pick him up or help him up. She's like, no, he's a freak. And she puts her hand out and he like breaks her arm. He, like crushes her hand. Yeah, that's cheesy. Really piss poor writing. And then his mom, her mom gets pissed off and is like, are you even his real mother? And of course, his adopted mom like, I am his mother. And so then he kills that woman <laughs> later on. And he like nails her body in their barn Whoa. where his ship is. Yeah, spoiler alert. Ooh. And uh yeah, people are leaving. They're like, oh fuck. I'm, I don't wanna why I wanted to watch Brightburn. Um and then uh let's see. The, but his death was cool because he was like trying to drive away because Brandon's aunt was the school nurse or school counselor. So like he she was talking to him and he showed up at their house and she's like, You need to go home. And he was like hiding in the closet when a dude came home. So he's like, I'm taking you home. And, he, and so as they're going in the car, Brandon takes off. So the guy's like driving on the road and then like he sees Brandon in the middle of the road. So Brandon picks his car up like this and drops it straight down. And the dude's like yelling as he drops. So he goes like mouth first into the steering wheel and it like sh- breaks his jaw from his face. So like jaws like hanging there and stuff. That was, that was a dope death. But the only... I guess the only possible twist could be like if you stay until after the credits, they they hint that there's an evil Wonder Woman and an evil Aquaman. Oh God, out there too. They can be the evil league because it like shows news stories of him like of him like going through and destroying shit and attacking towns and cities, and then it shows like uh, a one where like a dude's underwater with and shit. So like they hint at an evil Aquaman and evil Wonder Woman and. It's just it's just piss poor writing. I'll pass on that. Maybe I'll red box it. It looked really like it could be decent. It looked like it was a good idea. Damn. Right? Did it straight from Superman Origin? Exactly. I mean, that's exactly what it was. That sucks. Yeah. It was just piss poor writing. Yeah. I went and saw that and uh Book Smart the movie Book Smart in the same day. How was that? I, I thought it was pretty funny. It's a female. It's a female super bad. If you like super bad, you're gonna like book smart. It's that girl from um, the Tim Allen. Yeah, it's a girl. It's the youngest daughter from Last Man Standing and Jonah Hill's sister. So she looks familiar. Yeah, that's the the heavier set girl. That's Jonah, or the thicker girl. That's Jonah's sister's real life. That's Jonah Hill's real life sister. Really, I didn't know. Yeah, that. Beanie, Beanie Feldstein is Jonah Hill's sister. Have you um, ever seen the Jonah Hill interview on The Breakfast Club? Uh, when he was doing press for mid-90s? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the best interviews I've ever seen, man. He he was so fucking cool in that interview, man. When he was talking about, you know, how, how he wants to be a filmmaker and all that stuff. And uh, he was talking about, uh, you know, writing that script, how he's been writing that script forever. And that one of the m- most important things that he ever did was not take the first go around, the second go around. Like he literally would show it to everybody and say, tell me what you think is bad in this. Tell me what you think is bad in this. And it was like the perfect constructive criticism um, that y- you don't think about. You know what I mean? And uh, that if, if any of you guys are filmmaker, you know, aspiring filmmakers or just enjoy, you know, behind the scenes stuff, go watch that interview on the breakfast club with Jonah Hill. It's really good. It talks about, you know what, like he's legit. I mean, when it, when it comes to, 
yeah, he grew up on the West Coast, but you know his his hip hop knowledge is is really deep and really good, and um, it was just a really cool interview. So, yeah, yeah, this is about to do that same thing, Kyle. <laughs> it's quiet tonight, man. I know everyone's quiet. It's almost summer or something. Yeah. Uh, how crazy has it been with the fucking weather lately, man? And now it's starting to get hot again. Yeah. Oh, well, at least you made it through Comic-Con without being 115 degrees. Yeah, that's weird. That To me, that's super weird. 60-degree days in May. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe fucking chem, chemtrails are real. I was actually, I'd actually, uh, you know, tell more people to come live here if... <laughs> hey, if this is climate change and I'm down. Yeah. All we need to do is just have California sink so we can have some oceanfront property. Yeah. 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 We need. <laughs> Which reminds me, new tool album coming out soon. It's going to suck like the rest. You're fucking crazy. So, um, what, uh, what do you guys think of, uh, what, how do you say his last name? David Harbor. Yeah. David Harbor. Is that dropping true? that, that fantastic four fucking nugget out there? What do you think? Do you think it's it's real? Well, I don't know. They, why, they're saying, why would they want to grab somebody who's playing basically the same character in a, in another comic movie? They're saying that's going to be five years before Fantastic Four and X Men even show up in the in the Marvel universe. I don't believe that for a second. You don't think so? Hell no, man. To twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. That's too much money just sitting there not being used. I mean, that's so much money well here's what the here's the thing so on reddit a few days ago so i mean take it and i posted this in our chat but take it with a grain of salt because it comes from reddit but the source in reddit is a guy who leaked who leaked the sonata the avengers or gave the avengers spoilers and it was a hundred percent accurate it was a hundred percent accuracy on his avengers spoilers for for endgame so he came out and he says that um, Black Widow, the etern- the next uh, movies from Marvel, are going to be Black Widow, The Eternals, Black Panther 2, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange 2, Nova, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Captain Marvel 2, Ant-Man 3, uh, four, four, Thor 4 is going to happen, um, Avengers, New Avengers, Young Avengers, and Dark Avengers. There's no plans for X-Men or Fantastic Four. Deadpool will not appear in Spider-Man 3. Tony or Sony wants Tom Hardy's Venom to appear in the MCU fil- uh, film. Marvel isn't planning on doing another big 10-year arc, but will instead focus on doing small arcs, which is what we talked about before. And that Norman Osborn is planning to be the next big bad guy for the Grounded Heroes. So they're going to split it. They're splitting an arc. So you're going to have the cosmic shit going on, are going to interact and then you're going to have the, the normal MCU movies where they're on the ground. So they're going to split it. So you're going to have the space stuff and then the stuff on earth. So Norman Osborn pending. Hold on. I I didn't get that. Say that one more time. So they're going to do cosmic stuff and then ground stuff. Yes. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) So pending Sony and Marvel or Marvel Disney re upping their deal. They're looking into having Norman Osborn be the next big bad guy, which they kind of hint at because if you look at the far from home trailer, the original Avengers tower was, is in that movie and it's, it's done and somebody else owns it. So there's thinking that's going to be like the new Oscorp 
Um, and then they're also looking to cast David Morrissey as a number of possible roles, Captain Britain. But then one I'm hearing him most linked to is playing Norman Osborn. So they're trying to get the dude who played the governor to be Norman Osborn. The governor in Walking Dead to be Norman Osborn. I don't like that. So that's that's something that's coming out. So so I agree. I think it's 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 obvious that their their plan is to go um, to keep the Avengers going, right? And then uh, the the next role they're going that way is the Dark Avengers, right? Is it, that's exactly where they're going? It sounds like that. I think what they should do is they should do part of it in space and part of it on the ground. You should have done a secret our invasion. Yeah. That, w- that would have been awesome. Well, there's speculation that Spider-Man 3 is going to be Secret Wars. So. Uh, that'd be really cool. Uh, and I'm cool with that, too. I was kind of hoping they were going to kind of do, they were going to kind of hit closer to that in Avengers while he was in space. You're just going to keep harping on this for the next 20 minutes, aren't you? I, I think that the Eternals is going to be there. Is th- With the Eternals, they're going to try and go like a story that is just way out there. Hey, Kyle, this is for you. <laughs> I'm doing it as hard as I can. It'll be interesting to see when they when they come in with a uh, horror style, like like uh, Fox was going to, was it Sony or Fox that was going to do New Mutants? Fox. So if, if, if Fox was going to do that, that cool horror style of New Mutants, I, I want to see if Marvel can pull that off. I thought that was a cool, cool idea, um, especially with the, with the group they chose. Apparently they haven't even, they're supposed to be doing reshoots and they haven't even started doing the reshoots for that movie yet. So, yeah, that's a bummer. And uh, did you see that that it came out why they did reshoots for Dark Phoenix because it was too close to the uh, the ending of another another Marvel movie? <laughs> so they reshot. They entirely reshot the ending to it. I would love to know what that ending is. Is I it uh, about New Moons? It was End Game Avengers. It was in yeah, maybe. <laughs> But, but yeah, so to fight. it'll be interesting to, um, yeah, Patrick Stewart probably sacrifices himself. <laughs> he shows up and out of time and out of a portal made by Dr. Strange and sacrifices himself. Yeah, they all come out. <laughs> Two <laughs> Magnetos. Did you say there would be another Dr. Strange movie? Yeah, Dr. Strange 2. Okay. It's called Dr. Stranger. <laughs> <laughs> like version <laughs> Dr. Stranger <laughs> Dr. Stranger I support that you know, you, you know what that is Kyle that's absolute geek approved <laughs> I'll take a drink for that one. <laughs> Doctor Stranger. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh. And uh so it looks like Tom King is leaving Batman to go uh co-write the new Gods movie. How weird is all this stuff that's going like there's been like five different re- 
press releases about him in the last two weeks, and each right. one of them are wrong. Talking about like his new Batman story and all this, and now he's going to be leaving Batman in a few issues and then go write this movie. It, no, well, before the movie one came out, they said he was going to start a different book, The Detective. He was going to go write on Detective, and that was a press release. And then a couple days later, then it comes out. With, it's like, what the hell, man? I mean, they said well, the other press releases he was going in too weird of a direction for Batman, and they they weren't going to let him do it. Yeah, he was because he put out all those tweets saying he was going to change Batman for a generation, you know. And uh, they even his story was already very pain. It was it was starting in like uh, I forget which issue number, but they had the issue number and the story arc all set. And he was supposed to write up, up until issue one hundred, I guess. So now he's being pulled off at eighty five. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's it. it there's, I would love to know what's going on in behind the scenes in that. Yeah. It's fucking Doctor Stranger. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sticking with me. It won't go away. There's the next absolute gig shirt. Doctor Stranger. And it's just fucking Kyle dressed up like Doctor Stranger. Yeah, dude. He's got to be oh. yeah. with, with absolute geek over the eyes. Right. Yeah. So you can't tell it's me. Yeah. Doctor Stranger. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me dude Dr. Stranger. Dr. Stranger. <laughs> did any of you guys check out swamp thing yet yet yeah, the trailer or the actual show the actual show no i'm actually gonna oh. watch it right after this i i started watching it and fell asleep oh trailer, trailer. No, i don't i don't know if it's bad that don't don't take that in any in any consideration because it was right after work and i was like all right i'm gonna i didn't sleep well last night and i was like all right i'm gonna sit down and and start watching Swamp Thing, and I got a little bit into it and passed the fuck out. So I take it with a grain of salt. I'll I'll mess it or I'll fill you all in next week about what I really thought about it. But nine point eight. <laughs> no. it looked awesome the, from the trailer. Hard pass. What Jose? No hard pass. You're gonna hard pass on it? No, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. Mm. <laughs> They're what? killing it. Doom Patrol is good. I was about to say Doom Patrol is really good. I didn't think I thought it, Doom Patrol was weird for me because I watched the first episode and I was like, "Man, this is really good." And then like the second and third episode, I was like, "Man, I don't know. Maybe this isn't that good." And then they just they killed it, dude. The fact that they have one, they have an episode like like their separate their second to last episode with Fex Mentallo when he makes the fucking street orgasm. He makes everybody orgasm by flexing wrong. The yeah. rug muscle, yeah, yeah, like Grant Morrison, man, you gotta love Grant Morrison, like that. The just the fact that they even did that and the show killed me, like the street has an orgasm, yeah, yeah. Does it spit out asphalt? No, it shoots out a hydrant water. <laughs> Explodes. Yeah, and, and even the like robot man's faking an orgasm, and they all start like <laughs> giving him shit for it. <laughs> 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 yeah what's his name did a really good job voicing that character brendan fraser yeah, yeah he did dude fucking kudos to him the isn't he in the robot suit anyways 
No, no, it's a different actor in the suit. Oh. It has to be three times the size, man. <laughs> yeah, you that. I'm surprised he fit in that that car replica. Yeah, he looked like he had to wear a girdle and <laughs> suck it in to be put in his fucking fire suit for what the race car scenes. Yeah, actually, what 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 happened to him? The He's mummy. Old. The mummy. Yeah. Did he get hurt? We're old. <laughs> it's not just he's old. I, I think he just Kyle's 40, dude. Oh, shut the fuck up. Kyle's 40. That's yes, fucking he is. Cool. Kyle's one, dude. I'm going to have to get a convertible now. And... Uh-oh. Corvette? <laughs> yeah. Kids are getting ready to move out soon. His kids aren't going anywhere. Uh-oh. He can't even let them go to a concert by themselves. His kids are staying. He's His kids are time. staying for years. Yeah. yeah. They can't even get their own food. Like we went last weekend, we went out to the bar for my birthday and, and his wife's like, newbie is like, Oh, well you better order the kids a pizza or call and see what they want. Cause it's almost midnight and they haven't eaten yet. <laughs> like you can't even find, like try to get their own food or nothing. Well, on, on to defend it. We don't, we're, we're a go out to eat every night kind of family. There's your, your dad's in the chat. Kyle. Howdy. There he is. <laughs> I was wondering when he's gonna pop in. Tomorrow at my B Day forty fiesta. But um fuck your old but yeah. That sucks. I'm gonna go jump off a bridge. My favorite my favorite story from that weekend is still Corbin though. Dude. Oh my god. Did you tell Brian about that yet? I don't know if I told him or not. No. So we all left and we went to we went to my wife's work to uh, to have drinks, to have some drinks for Matt's, you know, party, and it was far enough away from the convention where it wasn't fucking seven thousand dollars a drink, you know. So I'm sitting there, and it was me, Matt, and Eric. We're just sitting there chilling, and then Corbin shows up. So every time my wife walks by, I say something, just like, like he ordered and he ordered from her and he, she took his order. He said, thank you, ma'am. I said, don't call my wife, ma'am. <laughs> I said, you know what I mean? I walked by and I'd say stuff to her. Like, like I always, they always mess with her, but Corbin took it as he knew I was married, but he thought I was hitting on the waitress and trying to take the waitress home. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, yeah. I made that comment to Kyle. I was like, quit hitting on the waitress, dude. And he's like, I'm trying to take her home. <laughs> like joking around and it's Nubia the entire time. And, and then like Nubia starts talking about like, we're not buying another house. We're not moving. Like she's going into this whole spiel. And then Corbin, like you could see it in his face, like fucking light bulb. Yeah. Like the camera started turning. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, shit. Kyle's Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he thought I was trying to take the waitress home and he's like, he knew I was married, but he wasn't going to like, he wasn't going to like cock block and not let me. He was going to be like a homie and let it just happen. He wasn't going to say anything. He was just going to keep it to himself. It was a whole thing. Yeah, he's going to be a good dude and keep that shit under wraps. Like I tell you, know Corbin's good people. He was going to he was going to keep Kyle's supposed infidelity a secret. Corbin's ride or die, man. Yeah, he was like you know he was he was totally cool with it. Yeah, exactly. He was being the wingman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah a good one. And it was, a, I mean, it was a while. Like it was, like a while. We ate, and I'm surprised. We drinking. I'm surprised you guys went. Right, you spent the whole day at the con too. Yeah, yeah. Yep, we went and had a few drinks, and then 
and then we went home. And then Matt Ubered me home. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was probably my favorite part of the whole convention. Is that <laughs> that's how good of a dude you know Corbin is? Yeah, he's gonna take that secret to his grave. Act yes, like he it was. was. Act like it wasn't going on. <laughs> he wasn't gonna see it. So I saw him the next day, and I was like, "Hey, Corbin, that waitress woke up in my bed this morning." <laughs> <laughs> we gotta try and make. Uh, Carly's like a, a place for all of us to kick it, man. You gotta spend more time down there. She doesn't want all the riffraff there. Yeah, I know, but it'd be a cool place just to like have like a kind of. That was one of the questions I wanted to ask Neil Adams. I wanted to ask him if, like, when he was growing up in the scene in in, Man, in Manhattan back in the '60s and you know '40s and '50s, um, was there like an area where like all the artists and creators would kind of like go to a certain bar or just like an area where they would kick it kind of like, um, like the cop bar, the fire department bar. Yeah. Well, there's like a lot of like famous, like artist groups that will do like, like the Algonquin round table or like the, you know, Van Gogh and the impressionists or whatever you call those, uh, those artists. Um, like, was there a place to do that? And I didn't get a chance to ask him that, but like, I always thought that'd be cool for, us just to have like a like a cheers you know what i mean kind of like how rich like rich from pelvic did it perfect perfect that dude said not only am i gonna go and make, create my own bar i'm gonna turn it into my motorcycle club too yep. so he's got he's got this bar that's his clubhouse that any you know they can go to and hang out it's his motorcycle club also the metalheads motorcycle club uh you check them out if you guys are into you know riding and stuff um and and it's a place where he has kick-ass metal shows whenever he wants whenever you know he wants to have a band come in from so like i always thought it'd be cool to have that and we should and downtown's really cool to hang out and it'd be a cool place to have that you know like if we could you guys should start a comic book theme bar yeah right they're having they're opening one at desert ridge well that's a restaurant i'm talking like bar like with all kinds of comic stuff all over the place and like Kyle's always wanted to have a bar slash comic shop. Yep. Be fucking cool. Hey, place where do the comic stuff, but I think where nerds come hang out and like yeah, you know, you could have like a old spinner racks with like on on the tables, like the small spinner racks with the menus and it'd be cool to go to your bar, drink and sit down for a couple of beers and grab your pull list at the same time. Yes. Yeah. And you can sit there, you can have a beer. Read your book, relax okay. for a minute, fucking, and then you know, take off, finish the rest of your books at home. Yeah, that's like changing hands. Have you been there? Changing hands. Are you no. ruining his fucking dream, Jose? Right? Are you I'm ruining his like dream, that. dude? What that's is wrong right. with you, bro? What a dick. Jeez. Went to changing hands. God. No. What? what changing is hands is a bar in a book book place. I'm not talking about books. books, dude. I know, stupid. Like, that's the closest. I went to I went to the Cobra Bar the other day. I hadn't been in that place in forever. But like, we could do like you could do events there, like have live podcasts there. You could do like drinking draws there. They could do trivia. Yeah, there you could have like um, comic book signings, like more intimate comic book signings there for people. Like you could do all kinds of cool shit there. Yeah. Yeah. The majority of comic book fans are older anyway, so have a have a beer and, and read a book. Yep. And you're right right in the downtown area. 
Yeah. Oh, we should we should do that. A beer in a book. Yeah, a beer in a book. A beer in a book club. You know, you should you should have that as part of like a first Friday event. We wouldn't do nothing there on first Friday. No. It's that bad, huh? I mean, I'll invest the twenty three dollars and seventy five cents I have in my bank account right now. Yeah. It's better than the minus thirty eight in mine. Hey, you got a whole stack of books back there you can you can sell to yeah, all the money back you. That's where the minus thirty eight came from, dude. <laughs> where the money is. All the all the books behind you, you could auction them off and get enough money to start that. It's funny you guys say that. I want to talk to you guys after the show oh. about just that. No, we'll kick all the hipsters out. It won't become a hipster spot. <laughs> we'll boot them all out. No yeah. hipsters allowed. Yeah. We will keep our have you ever seen the movie Fanboys? Um oh, where yeah. they fucking they keep the favorites dude Top they keep the phaser gun in the the, the glass cabinet to sess out trekkie bitches <laughs> that's what we'll do i love that movie yeah what a great I tell movie. them to get the hell off our land <laughs> do you guys ever see um the kid that played uh what's the name kid's name slack uh what's his fucking name which kid the main the main kid in the, the huh the one with the curly hair? No, the one, no, not him. The one that came in from out of town. Oh, he, he played, he was in uh, Tim Allen's Jungle of the Jungle. You guys need to see him in, uh, there's a TV show that they only did one year. It got cut just because they didn't have enough people watch it. It's, it was, it to this day, it's up there with, uh, for me, with Game of Thrones and Peaky Blinders. It's called The Black Donnellys. And uh, they only did one season, and it's, I think it's where Olivia Wilde got her start. But he's in that, and he plays like this this complete opposite role of what you would think. You know, here's the kid that was in the Sandlot, and now he's you know grown up, and it's fucking amazing, man. It's he's a really good actor. Yeah, I don't think he was in the Sandlot, was he? Yeah, I know he was. I know if you're talking about the main character from uh, from um, Fanboys, he was in Tim Allen's Jungle the Jungle. No, I'm talking about Sandlot, the main character. Oh, you're talking about um oh okay, cool, because you just said you didn't specify what movie you were talking about. Sam uh, Yeah, yeah. So you're you're talking about um uh, Smalls. Yeah, Smalls. No, Smalls, okay. yeah, he grew up, obviously, and he's he, I think I don't think he did anything until this show came out. Um and uh yeah, his name's Tom Guyrie. And he did the show Black Donnelly's man that oh man, it's so fucking good. It's so good. So, anyways. Um, what were we talking about? Jesus. I don't know. You like you were talking about fanboys and then you switched to Sandlot, so you're kind of all over the place. I don't know where you're going. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Well, that's all right. Yes. It that's is. All right. At least a you're you're in a book. Yeah, uh, you're in a book. Auctions. That's remind me to tell you guys about auctions. Ooh, yeah. Oh, we're, talk, we're talking about beer in a book, man. We should, start, we should start doing, Kyle. We'll sit down and plan it. There you go. Beer in a comic book. Start flipping books to make your dream happen. You see, you're, uh, you know, talk. what should we talk to you about that? JJ. What? The King of Beepers? Oh. Yes, the King of Beepers. Dude, I I still remember those commercials. 
since since he's getting back into supposedly selling new re- release books, you should uh, talk to Jesse James, Kyle. About what? About your uh, beard of book. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesse would definitely probably uh, jump on on that. Definitely, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, I, probably I, jump I, on that. I realized what I was saying halfway in that sentence. <laughs> And didn't want to put words. Definitely, in. probably, maybe if he thinks about I, it. Yeah, I maybe, not, maybe not. Nah, maybe we'll go to Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. He probably will. <laughs> for sure, maybe he probably maybe might. I'm really fucking good at that, man. Think about doing it. You're committing, but not really. Yeah. Just like a two doesn't matter. It's whatever you need. Right? (laughs) (laughs) A two or a ten, it doesn't matter. It's all about what you need, right? (laughs) I was deep, dude. I was deep. I was deep. Like, that's my favorite. I've watched that clip probably about 40 times. (laughs) Just because I love your face when you're like out of it and then it clicks into your head. You're like, what do you mean? What am I talking about? It's like, you have no (laughs) idea what you're talking about. And you're like, what do you mean? I don't know what I'm talking about. Like it, it took a minute to click that. I said, (laughs) (laughs) and your brother's just looking at you. My brother was crying. My brother was crying. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then we got Doctor Stranger. Yeah, Phase Two, Doctor Stranger. <laughs> but yeah, Doctor Stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised more people didn't say anything about the Rob Liefeld shirt. I wore all day. Nobody said. People looked at it, but nobody said a fucking word about it. I had I had a p- couple artists tell me it was funny, but you know they don't you you don't know how much they want to get into that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of politics goes on. Yeah, I've had a lot of people walking around telling me like, "Oh man, I really like that shirt," and that's a funny shirt and stuff like that. But, but um, but yeah, I don't forgot where I was going with that cool shirt. Yep. Nobody said a word to me about it. Oh, the other way we could uh, fund uh, books, beers in a book, is we can jump on the hype train of everyone else and just start stealing comics. Uh, I don't even want to think about that, dude. <laughs> I said we break into your house. I know. That's why I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, Jose was like, let's get in on that. And that's the first place I thought of. Let's go break into Brian's house. It's that speculation books, though. <laughs> but it just seems like it's the new thing is to break it and steal comic books. Yeah, well, that dude didn't steal the greatest books either, right? What no. Which break in? The one uh, where he cut himself breaking the glass. Mile high one. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, some pretty good books. But there was other books that he left. Should have gotten it. Like A yeah. one. A1 had a, a break-in. Some guy stole a high-grade New Mutants 98 from them. Um, Mile High had books stolen. What books did Mile High have stolen? 
Hold on, now I have a list. Uh, uh, there, there's some, there's some pretty good books in there. I know it was. Uh, um, it was ninety-eight. I know, like an ASM one twenty-nine. Uh, Spider-Man fifty. Uh, Avengers number one. It's a pretty good book. Uh, but what grade was it? I don't say what grade it is. Obviously, uh, those only ones they listed. There was like ten books. Yeah, there's an original art from McFarland, but I guess that wasn't taken. It was like in another. They dropped it, I guess, or left it. Yeah. Oh, they a 1943 letter from the Superman Fan Club of America. That one, and then he left. He left behind over. $100,000 and rare, other rare comics. It sounds like he knew what he was going after. Like, Yeah, but he, he got some pretty good books. Like, he took, like, 10 good books. Like... Well, Avengers 1, shit. I mean... Yeah. Well, anybody would take that. Let's see. Um, it was a... Uh, He took. Who took what? Fourteen comics. Some I forgot what webs what website actually listed each one. So let's see. It was. I know it was a, a new oh. mutants ninety eight. I found it. Um. So Avengers one, Iron Man one, New Mutants ninety eight. Adam 1, Amazing Adventures number 4, Tales to Astonish 54, Spider-Man 129, signed by Conway, Thor number 109, Fantastic Four number 52, Justice League number 1, All-Star Comics number 18, Batman number 103, Batman number 123, and Original Superman Fan Club letter. I mean... He walked away with some pretty decent books. For sure. Like he... I mean... It's like, I don't know. That, was all, that was all the Mile High heist, right? Yes. Yeah, the Mile High. But I mean, he could have... He had like... He could have gotten so much more. Oh, there's he, a stolen comic book registry. StolenComicBook.com. Good thing they don't print too many comics, so it's probably easy to find them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's cool. How, that's what happened with uh, with um, what's his name? Uh, Cage, Nick Cage, right? With his oh, actor. Yeah. Right? Wasn't it his um, his um, storage unit got stolen? No, it got stolen from his house. Oh really? Shit. Yeah, while he was having a party, I think, and and yeah, it says it, like so. It got it got found eleven years later. Um, let's see. Wow. Uh, let's see how they found it. It's gotta be. It nice. was in a yeah. It, so uh, the comic book was valuable, not stolen. Uh, let's see here. I'm just trying to pull the fireside and read read something here. Yeah, here, Nick. 
Nicholas Cage has stolen 1938 Superman comic book sells for over two million dollars. Oh yeah, and he had and when they found it in the in the in a storage unit, uh, he couldn't keep it because he was being held to the you know thumbs were in the screws from the IRS, so he owed the IRS a ton of money, so he had to sell it to pay off the IRS. They had sold at auction for two million one hundred and sixty-one thousand dollars. It's the first comic book to sell for more than two million dollars. Yeah, it's like the nicest action comics ever. And it was Nick Cage's. It says the actor reported the comic stolen from his South California house in January 2000 and was finally found April 2011 in a storage locker in San Fernando Valley. Yep, that's crazy. Yep. Some motherfucker didn't pay his fucking storage locker fees. Two other valuable comic books were stolen along with the action comics number one. Cage reported Detective Comics 27 and oh. Marvel uh, Mystery number 71 missing. The Marvel Mystery was found shortly after the dis- uh, disappearance, but Detective Comics has yet to be recovered. Oh, that's another $2 million book. I wouldn't know that. I that's crazy. That's nuts. Wow. Dude, I bet she cried for like three days. Oh no, there that's the story about why like he became so depressed and this crime has punched. Oh, sorry. He he became so depressed and like his career went downhill just because of him losing those books. Wasn't did he have a issue with one of his ex-wives that wanted to sell like a bunch of his comics and or shoot it was either her or the comics and he chose the comics? I thought that was um all <laughs> <laughs> it was something like that with yeah. right sake boy so yeah. that would be shitty yeah it's either the comics or me and you're kicking her off the edge of the mountain <laughs> see you later <laughs> oh shit the fucking 300 style yep this is this is collecting (laughs) he's fucking kicking around the fucking edge Uh, that'd be fucking funny alright you guys got anything else you want to talk about this week no Kyle no check out next week Jose yeah Jose do you want to pull yourself away from your video game to talk about anything else no, I haven't had it on in like the past hour. Mm. Um, no, he turned it. He turned it off when Kyle dropped Doctor Stranger. <laughs> that <laughs> made <me> laugh. <laughs> that piqued my interest. <laughs> All right, guys. I guess that'll do it for this week's episode of the Episode Geek Podcast. I want to thank everyone for hanging out in the chat tonight. Oh, that was well, good to see. Like, yeah, it was a little quiet tonight, but that's all right. After taking a week off, I expected it. Um, I did. I expected it to be fucking lit. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank everyone who came so out anyway. Hanging out. Really sure, you know. Yeah. Um, guys, I can't stress it enough. Next week, 200th episode. It's actually our 421st episode, but it's the 200th episode of the flagship podcast that started all of this craziness in the Absolute Geek podcast. So. Uh, I try to do something special for it. We'll see what happens. Um, hopefully I can pull something out of a hat within the next couple of days. Um, but definitely guys come check it out. 200th episode. It's a big milestone for us. 
Um, we got that giveaway. Remember, dude, if you guys want to be, we'll we'll release the giveaway information for that uh, that signed print from Neil Adams. Uh, we got the interview dropping next week. That's a big part of episode 200. That's why it's going to release in the morning, and we'll talk to Brian more in depth about the interview uh, later that night and get his thoughts on some of the things Neil Adams said, and uh, and we'll go from there. But, guys, I want to thank everyone again hanging out. If this is your first time finding us on YouTube, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. And next week, join in in the chat. This is your first time listening to us on any of the uh, audio platforms or podcasting platforms. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Always make sure to leave us a comment and a review. We definitely appreciate those. That goes a long way in helping our ratings in the algorithm. But um, for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Jose's clicking keyboard. I'm Brian. And we'll see you guys 